Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the That's right, my friends. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams. And that's what I'm devoted to helping you do any way I can. If I can be a part of your journey, it is a privilege and an honor to do so. And I'm excited to say that we're continuing the series of podcast episodes where I'm introducing to you, those who are speaking on the stage of the Free the Dream Conference, there's only one problem. Today's guest, unlike all the others, is one person I'm absolutely convinced that needs no introduction to my community. Because if you have been hearing my voice in this podcast within, let's just say, the last three months or even three years, you are consistently hearing me talk about my best friend on this planet, his name Ray Edwards. Ray, how are you, my friend? I am blessed, favored, loved, and excited to be here on the Cliff Ravenscraft show. This I'm this episode is this is like the I've been on a few times. This is the one I'm most excited about. You know, I believe you have been on this show. At this point, you have to have been on the show more than Eric Fisher, who prior to you would had the longest standing run because he would come in and do my um, social social media. media. Yeah, I remember. I remember. The, I used to listen and think, "Wow, these guys are are brilliant." Then I got to know you, and I realized you're more than brilliant. Well, I appreciate that. Well, the thing is, is as I said, so many people in my community, you've been on the show many, many times. And even in that, I I talk about you all the time. I think I I probably say your name in almost every episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, and um, which is fun. So I'm not going to do the same kind of conversation with you that I've done with all my other speakers. Instead, I'm going to turn the tables. I've invited you to basically become the host of this episode, and I'm going to be the guest. That is so awesome. Once again, you're doing something completely counterintuitive, and I love it. So it's all yours, man. Take it away. So here you are, the podcast answer man, known worldwide as the authority, the person who's trained all the top business leaders who do podcasts. I mean, if you went to the top 10, top 20 business podcasts in iTunes, the majority of those people at some point have undergone your training, probably helped them get started and start building that platform for themselves. So you had this industry wrapped up. I mean, you could have started a, a social media marketing world of podcasting. I know it's something that we discussed in our mastermind group. You could have may, had your own high-end workshops about podcasting. You could have done podcast consulting for like top New York Times best. Well, you did that, but you decided to lay that aside, I mean, bravely, courageously lay that aside and say, no, I'm now for something completely different, to quote Monty Python. What were you thinking? (laughs) I was thinking that I never got into this business in the first place to spend all day, every day answering people's questions about what cables they need to hook up from their mixer to their computer so that they can do Skype mix minuses and all of those other things. 
That is not why I got into this business. And I ultimately ended up doing those things because it was one way for me. It was one way that I knew that I could monetize a business. I knew that I had a marketable skill that became evident when people, when people were asking me, Cliff, how do you podcast? How can I create a podcast like you're doing? And I was teaching them for free. And then they began to beg me to let them pay (laughs) because they felt guilty for how much time I was investing. And I'm like, dude, I'm having so much fun. I'm just so glad there's somebody who wants to hear me talk about this stuff. And I used to love it, Ray. I used to love geeking out on the tech side of podcasting. So in essence, I spent about eight or nine of those years doing the work I felt most called to do and that I loved. I was actually getting paid very well as a podcast consultant. And I will tell you in the earliest days of Podcast Answer Man, I genuinely loved what I was doing. But at some point, by the way, why did I initially get into business? Why did I leave my career in insurance and all that stuff? It's because I felt called to love and serve others. Mm. And that, and, and, and more than anything, my purpose, I've known ever since I was like 18 years old, I know that my purpose in life is to encourage others through Christ. And if, you, if you've seen me in social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, even my YouTube channel, it's all under Cliff EOTC, Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. And that came to me when I was 18 years old and I created my own, my own Cliff Ravenscraft Bible study group called EOTC. Uh, and so it was, my, my desire was to find out how can I live a life devoted to encouraging others through this message that's in my heart that I believe that God has put on my heart to, to help people, to encourage people to become more of who they were created to be. And I did realize in the beginning that podcasting was a way that was, I was doing that more effectively than I was as an insurance agent. Although prior to podcasting, I felt, felt like as an insurance agent was me living out my calling. But I felt like podcasting offered even bigger. But the thing is, when I left that, that business world behind of, of insurance being the employee, I'm like, okay, I want to find a way that I can make a living by just getting, by sharing my message with the world, whether it be with a microphone or video or content online. I just want to put my, my thoughts, my feelings, my message into the world in hopes that it will encourage, educate, inspire, motivate other people. I want to do this because I love people and I care about people. I want to serve people. But I also want to, I want to serve my family by providing for them financially and, and how do I make a living from this and, and becoming the podcast answer man became that obvious route. And then I found that I did love it because gosh, I, I think about, I think about the past 12, no, I, it's, it's been the past 11 years that I actually did podcast coaching and consulting. That, that, was, that was the focus of the last 11 years of my life. And when I think about what I've been able to do, there are literally 30,000 podcasters that are putting content out on a consistent basis now that learned how to podcast from me. And to think about how many of those people are putting messages of hope, which hope is the environment where all things thrive. And to know that I've played a part in that, that is like, wow, I may not actually have Um, I may not have hundreds of thousands of people who subscribe to my podcast. I may not have hundreds of thousands of people who are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which selfishly, I can tell you there's a part of me that wishes I had that. 
And so part of me believes that ultimately one day it will come, but it's not my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to love and serve others. But because of my goal to love and serve others, and then doing that through podcast coaching and consulting, I have helped people launch podcasts that are actually having a positive, profound impact in people's lives. And there are people that have podcasts that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. There are some people out there that have overall audiences of a million plus uh, followers. And, And to know that I've been a part of helping those people get that, that's been a huge blessing. But Ray, I got bored of it about it was, it was just before two, January 2016, somewhere 2015, I, it started to drive me crazy. I was so bored of doing the same thing over and over again. So much so that I almost, I almost, what, what's the word? Um, I felt a little bitter every time I got a question in my inbox with the subject line, quick question. Oh, you resented it. I, that's the word. I began to resent the questions that came in. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling guilty for resenting it. It's like, well, Cliff, this is God, this is such a gift that God has given you all of this wisdom and, and understanding about how all of this works. You see how it's having a ripple effect in the world and you know the answer to their quick questions. Why on earth are you resenting it? How selfish can you be? And it's like, but I'm bored this 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 isn't getting me out of bed at 4:30 in the morning exciting to start my day anymore and and I don't know why that is it used to but it doesn't anymore and I and and that that feeling and the resentment to those questions continued to grow little bit by little bit incrementally until ultimately by by the time January 2016 came, I was ready to completely divorce myself from Podcast Answer Man. Okay, pause the story right there because I'm going to do a little time travel and go back three years because I think from watching this process from the outside through the lens of our friendship, I think in 2013, I saw the genesis, the seed be planted that allowed the 2016 change to be possible. And before I share that, I want to, there's something you said that was profound. I want to highlight Hope is the environment in which all things thrive. That is so important. It's worth writing down, put it in your journal, stick it on the wall where, where, where you'll see it every day. Because um, I have a friend who says the person in the room with the most influence is the person who has the most hope. Mm. No matter what room you're in, you could be in a room full of heads of state. And if you're the janitor and you have the most hope, you actually have at your disposal, the most influence in the room, if you know it. So back to 2013, I think I was present during a time when you met with another person who literally initiated a shift in your identity that allowed you to leave the world of podcasting behind three years later. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. And I'm eager to hear your next statement out of your mouth. You had dinner with Ken Davis. And the next day you told me, what had happened at that dinner. He had invited you into a mentoring relationship and you began a transformation that was the, I believe was the externalization of what was going on inside you. Realizing who you are, what your identity was. And as that became more clear, you began shedding the old podcast answer man identity. 
Interesting. So, okay. So if the, and and not that it's important, but that, so now that I know exactly what you're talking about, no, it was November, 2014, uh, Ah. November 14th, 2014, or no, November 24th. No, uh, no, anyway, November 14th, 2014. So yes, that conversation, definitely. I can see that as being the Genesis of, of a, a major shift in my life. And I do agree that every aspect of my life has, I mean, every aspect of my life, some that are mentionable, some that are even not mentionable, but all aspects of life have been changed as a result of, of the, the catalyst that that conversation was for the physical change in my body, which I do believe also was not just sh- shedding the weight of the pounds and visceral fat around my waist, uh, but also, I do agree that that since then it was shedding off um, the weight of limiting beliefs that were holding me back that said that the yes. only way that I can make a living encouraging others is by doing this. Yes. So could you, I mean, I know people listening to this know this story, but give the quick recap of the physical transformation and then let's skip back to your decision to step into this new business yeah, so the real quick Reader's Digest version of this is that in January 2009, after my first full year in business, working around the clock, very unhealthy, very sedentary lifestyle, living a majority of my adult life as, a, as an obese person, uh, I almost died. And that began a desire to change myself physically, uh, to lose some weight. I weighed 272 pounds, so I was nearly 300 pounds. And after I recovered from surgery... Um, in January 2009, I began a process of pursuing health and fitness, trying to figure it out. And over the course of about a year and a half, I lost six, no, 50 pounds, 50, 60 pounds, something like that. And I was feeling really good, but I eventually gained it all back. There's a, I could give you excuses, whatever the case may be, but I gained it all back, just like everybody says you will. Um, so, and, and then I had several false starts here and there. And what happened was at one point in 2012, I decided to be, a. I wanted to do public professional paid public speaking. And I also wanted to become known as a keynote speaker, which was wild and crazy for me to even think of at the time. And the very first speaking gig that was a major platform booster for me in that realm was Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis their platform conference. And here I am, I'm the, and I'm like, you know, at that point, I'm already losing some weight. And so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. But then they invite me to come back and speak a couple months later at another platform conference. And I've gained some weight. And then the next time I'm, the next year, I'm invited to come back and I've lost weight. And, and I'm just up and down. And so November 2014, I was all the way back up again. And I was so frustrated with myself. Um, and, and I woke up that morning in November, 2014, I was getting ready to go down. I was speaking in the morning and I went to put on my suit jacket that I had just purchased and had custom fit to me two weeks prior. And I couldn't button the jacket in two weeks. The, I had already gained so much weight that I couldn't even button the jacket that was custom fit for me two weeks ago. And, And Ray, I... I was an emotional mess 
But thanks, thanks to the SCORE conference, I know that spe- getting on stage and speaking to an audience, it's not about me, it's about them. And so I was able to deliver what I was expected to deliver, which was advice and encouragement and inspiration and motivation for people to go out and build a podcast. I did that successfully. But people came up to me, Ray, and they said, Cliff, man, I am so inspired by your journey and what you've done, and you're a role model for me. And I got to tell you, Ray, in that moment, in all of that praise, I felt like a fraud because Mm. I desire to be a role model. I desire to be a role model. I desire to be an example of living life according to who you were created to be. But the problem is, is I was not created to be an obese, unhealthy person that's going to die in five to six years from a heart attack because of how lousy I'm treating my physical body. And to know that people were seeing me as a role model and a model of success that they're trying to emulate in their own life made me feel like a failure. And I had already been dealing with that internally and that morning just highlighted it. And that night at dinner, at the speaker dinner, Ken Davis comes to me and says, Cliff, I've never offered this before, but I feel God prompted me to offer this to you. I, I'd like to offer to be your personal mentor in the area of health and fitness. And, and he gave me a bunch of commitments. He says, if you, all, if you accept this, I want you to read my book. I want you to read a book called Younger Next Year. I want you to commit to working out six days a week, every week for the rest of your life. And in six months from now, I want you to complete a triathlon with me in Nashville, Tennessee. And you said yes to all that. And I said yes to every single bit of it. And, and like, thank you, God, for giving me this offer from someone, and matter of fact, it was because you were just working out and you had mentioned at that same event, you had, you had already experienced some pretty f- significant physical transformation yourself. And I said, Ray, how are you doing this? He said, well, I have, I have this workout partner. I said, yeah, I've tried those, but I usually find those demotivating. And you said a word to me, you said a phrase, you said, I found somebody that I, I, I felt like this is somebody I don't want to let down. And that motivates me. And I'm like, and, and internally, I, I, I kind of pray, God, I wish you, if that would be the key to this, would you give me somebody who could be an accountability partner to me that I wouldn't want to let down? And I'm not kidding you. The very next night, Ken Davis says all of this. He, he says, I feel God prompting me to offer this to you. And I'm like, now this is a man I would not want to let down. Wow. So fast forward to today. What has, what's the current result of your fitness I, journey? I'm currently down 85 pounds. I work out at least six days a week, every week, and I have done it every week for the, since November 2014, with the exception of four different times, twice because the doctor asked me to recover from some uh, you know, upper respiratory infection, and two times because of travel. But beyond that, consistently, my identity, I am a man who is the master of his physical body, I am well below 200 pounds now, and I feel awesome physically. I've never felt stronger visibly in in the mirror in any photo that you take. I'm 45 years today, 45 years old today. If you take a photo of me and put it right next to me when I was, let's just say, 30 years old, I look younger now than I did when I was 30. Yes, absolutely agreed, and I believe the shift in identity, the way you think about yourself is what has fueled this on an ongoing basis. So that leads back to where we started, which was you decided to shed 
the podcast answer man identity and step into a new way of fulfilling your mission in life. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So I think that I I had the desire earlier on. I I can tell you the desire was really heavy in me in 2015 because I was, you know what? I do believe this weight, like how the weight loss journey added into it was because there are over a thousand people around the world right now that have emailed me and says, Cliff, I I now work out six days a week, every week, and I will for the rest of my life because I'm inspired. I was inspired by you. And I'm like, now that is why I got into this business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of influence and impact I want to have in this world. And I just want to interject because somebody recently, uh, and I, I say this to encourage you as well as to encourage others. Somebody recently, I was showing them one of your videos and they said, well, that guy's really full of himself. And I said, yes, because St. Irenaeus wrote, the glory of God is a man fully alive. In other words, a man full of himself and full of the Holy Spirit, which is how you become full of yourself. So I think that that's the key. As you became more filled our friend Kerry Oberbrunner says, you need to show up filled up. And that's what you've been doing. And that's why you have a thousand people following you on your fitness journey, working out, training with you. I remember one of our close friends in the beginning of this saying, well, you know, I don't know that you can be a role model for people until you've actually accomplished the end goal. And you just kept on going. And, you know, people talk about a thousand true fans. You got those in your fitness journey, but there's more. There's something that led you to make a big, bold audacious decision to do something that's coming up in a couple of months. So let's, let's yeah. move on with your so, journey to, to become more of a role model. So that, so that's it that I, I'm noticing that I'm having this impact and influence. And then I'm noticing a theme among my podcasting A to Z students. I'm noticing that there are people who are signing up for podcasting A to Z who already have a podcast like people who have already gone through podcasting A to Z twice. And now they're signing up for a third time and they're like, Cliff, I, I, I don't have any questions related to podcasting at all. I just want to tap into the way you think about things. And I want to pose questions to you. And I just want your raw, unfiltered, unedited thoughts about this. Because I know you're not going to beat around the bush. And I'm going to tell you what I believe. And, and you're going to tell me whether or not you agree with that belief. And you're not going to worry about hurting my feelings either. And I love that about you. And I'm like, wow. And what I found is that I have people who are actually paying me for mentoring, like yeah. life coaching stuff. Yeah. And, I, and, and the question I kept asking myself, I wonder, is there a way that I could make my living or generate income? I mean, but if, if, is there a way that I could make a living from being a source of entertainment, education, encouragement, and inspiration without the need to answer any questions whatsoever related to podcasting. Is that even possible? And then I thought to myself, is there anybody out there that, that does this on a, on, a, on a scale that would allow me to pursue this, maybe the kind of success that I hope to achieve in life as far as margin of time, margin financially? And the only person I could think of just off the top of my head was Tony Robbins. And I'm like, hey, Okay, well, if Tony can do it, well, well, maybe that's just because he's Tony. But then I started talking about this. I shared these, we, you and I had private conversations before I started talking about this stuff publicly. 
And you said, uh, well, what did you say? You suggested I do something. I suggested that if you wanted to have a career like Tony's, a business like Tony's, maybe you should experience some of his teachings, some of his products, but go to one of his events. Crazy thought, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't you spend some money and buy some of the things that you would expect somebody to buy from you one day? And yeah. so that's exactly what I did. And so I was like, you know, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to spend a couple hundred dollars. I'm going to buy some of Tony's uh, teaching products. And I'm going to sign up for the VIP ticket to his conference. And I'm going to take my wife with me. And so I went, Stephanie and I went to free or unleash the power within in June 2016. And just before that, I was listening to his creating, uh, let's see, creating lasting change audio program. And those two things combined started to radically shift my mindset. And I'm like, yes, what Tony is doing in my life, just by sharing these insights, this is what I want to do for other people. And, and, and of course I'm sitting there thinking, but Tony's already doing this. And, and so I kind of have, and people kept telling me, they say, and and Ray, you've told me this several times, Cliff, don't worry about that. There are people who, for one reason or another, may never actually hear this stuff from Tony because they don't like the way he cusses so much and stuff like that. Or there are just going to be some people that are more naturally drawn to you and you could teach the same insights, the same concepts and you can own that message because you're going to make it your own with your own stories and you're going to have that impact and influence in people's lives. And I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe I could. And I, and I dabbled with it and I'm like, well, okay, maybe I'll start offering and I wonder if I could start offering one-on-one mentoring and with, with the, because the, I hadn't done one-on-one in a while. And I started offering, I said, listen, I'm going to do a one-on-one coaching package right now. You can offer, I'll let you hire me for just one hour. If you want to hire me for one hour, it's this dollar amount. But the only stipulation is that we can't talk about the technical aspects of podcasting. You want to talk to me about your fitness goals. If you want to talk to me about your life, you want to talk to me about your business transition ideas. You want to talk to me about where, what it is you want from life. As long as you don't ask me anything related to a technical issue related to your podcast, you can hire me for one hour. And I'm like, I wonder if anybody will take me up on it. And the next thing you know, I had 15 people hire me. And I'm like, okay. And then you, if you fast forward um, all the way till uh, September of last year, which is September 2017, I read the book, The Big Leap. And that's where I discovered in The Big Leap, which by the way, is a book by a man named Gay Hendricks. I encourage everybody to go read this book, The Big Leap. And when I read this book, I discovered that podcasting was what is called my zone of excellence. And I could forever make a living doing my zone of excellence, but it doesn't. And that, that's, that sounds good. Your <laughs> zone of excellence sounds good. Exactly. It does. It sounds like the ultimate goal for business, right? To find your zone of excellence and profit from it and to know that it's secure, recurring, you you could do this for the next 20 years and you, and financially you'll have the margin you desire to have in life but it wasn't leading to the fulfillment that i desired in life it wasn't the full expression of who i am and it wasn't the full value that i wanted to add to the world i don't discount how many people's lives are are better today as a result of all the podcasts that i help people create but the reality is, is man, I think about the lost opportunity of how many things have been in my heart 
that I felt compelled to share with the world, but I never shared because I was too busy helping other people put their message into the world. Mm. And, and so I dealt with that for a little while and I realized my true zone of genius is actually me creating content or products and services of my voice, my message, sharing my teaching and having that direct influence and impact. And, and, and I'm like, okay, I know this is my zone of genius. Now, is it possible for me to live inside of my zone of genius a minimum of 80% of my time? So, that's the, so I first asked myself the question, what do I want out of life? I, I want, Cliff Ravenscraft, I want a life where 80% or more of my waking hours are me inside my zone of genius. I'm willing 20% to do things that I don't love and to do things that will enable me, but 80% of my waking hours, I want to be doing something that makes me come fully alive so that I get back to the place where every morning at 4.30, I'm jumping out of bed eager to start my day. So that's what I wanted. And then I asked myself, what would it take for that to be possible? And as soon as I asked myself a question, one one of the things, one of the insights that I've learned, Ray, is we have this wonderful gift from God called our subconscious mind. And have you heard this teaching that our subconscious mind was created in such a way that any question you ask it, it's required per, it, it, by design, it is required to provide answers? Yeah. So if you're asking terrible questions, you're going to be getting terrible answers. Like if you're asking, why can't I ever lose this weight? Why does it always come back? It's going, don't ask that question. Don't ask that question because you will get lots of uh, the questions. Why do I always screw up as a husband? Why why do I suck as a father? And if you ask those questions, you may not ask, actually ask them out loud, but you, you know we all have have dabbled in those kinds of questions. And our subconscious mind is giving us reinforced ideas. It's like yeah. you ask me that question, I'll come up with some ideas. And, it, and here's ten reasons why you suck. Yeah, and and that's and so if you start asking yourself the question. What, here's what I want. What would, what would I have to do in life so that I could make a living from entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring others where zero of my income comes from podcasting? And I asked myself that question right after reading The Big Leap. And within 90 days, that actually was a reality for me. You had to make some big decisions to make that happen. Yes, and let's talk about what a decision is. Sure. A decision, uh, actually, the word decision is a very powerful word. I believe, I, I believe our language is so much more important than we could possibly imagine. Uh, and the word decision is a powerful word if you know its true meaning. And it, the word decision, by the way, comes from the Latin, uh, the Latin root word uh, side. Or and it, So if you think about uh, side, it's either to cut off or to kill. Depending, there, I've heard two different meanings for this, for the original Latin meaning of it. Uh, scission, by the way, you, you have um, incision is to cut uh, and side is to kill. So you've heard incision. Uh, that's what a doctor will do with a scalpel. He wants to cut things open or cut something off. Um, and then you have also side like pesticide. Well, that's to kill pests. So if you actually make a decision or you decide something, what you're doing is you're killing off any other possibility other than what you said you're going to do. And, and 
what you have to do, you have to ask yourself, what do I want? And then the next step is to say, okay, I'm deciding right now, this is what I'm going after. It will be mine. There is no other possibility other than this. And so that's what I decided. I decided I wanted a life where I would live a majority of my life in my zone of genius and my income would come from things other than answering questions that I resent. Wow. And the the importance of really making a decision is another thing you need to highlight as you're listening to this conversation because saying I want to, I wish, I, I hope maybe I can do this if things work out. Um, I got a plan B, but this this is what I kind of want to do. All those things are telling me and are telling your subconscious mind you haven't really decided. There's always an escape hatch that you'll always take. Absolutely. And, and so you have to pursue it. It's, it's got to be that end all, be all. It, there, is no fa- there is no opportunity for failure. I mean, I may attempt things that, that don't work, and some people call that failure. I call those learning experiences or yeah. I basically, basically where I learn things that aren't going to get me what I want, but I'm going to just go and try something different. So when you say it was a reality, this, the answer to that question was a reality, what did that look like? What were you doing that you weren't doing before? So sure. The thing is, is like, okay, well, first of all, how much I asked myself, okay, how much income do I need to generate? And I had a dollar figure. And then I asked my subconscious mind, but I don't go to, hey, subconscious mind, but I asked myself the question, okay, what could I do? What streams of income could I create that tap into my zone of genius that would replace the income that I had previously from all the podcast-related stuff that I was doing? And I came up with 10 different streams of income where any one of the 10 would have replaced all of the 100% of the income previously. Any one, I had 10 different options available to me, and Ray, I chose to go for three of them. And in effect, in the pursuit of three different streams of income, I'm actually making more money today than I was previously. And you're working more too? No, and I'm working... <laughs> I am, uh, and I used to feel guilty. I no longer feel guilty about this, but I work a fraction of the time. I, than that I was used a setup. To. I, I knew the answer to that question. So th- you've made a, a big decision to share this process with a lot of other people. You've got a you've got a conference coming up. I want you to talk about free the dream and who that's for and what it's about. Well, it's for it's very clearly for people who have a dream inside of them that, that says, you know, I wonder what life would be like if I could fill in the blank. But they have thoughts like that's not responsible. There's no way I can do that. Other people can do that, but I can't. Who am I to be able to do that? The world doesn't need another fill in the blank. You know, the world doesn't need another life coach. The world doesn't need another financial counselor. The world, the, Dave Ramsey's got that covered. Tony Robbins got that covered. Ray Edwards got that covered. Cliff's got that covered. The world doesn't need a, who am I? So people who struggle with any of those things, um, anybody who's like on the fence, it's like, you know, I don't even know what my dream is because they, they don't have the freedom to dream. It's like that dreaming seems selfish. 
It's for those people. But it's also for those people who are already so ingrained. They know exactly what it is they want to do. They know what they're called to do. They've taken steps. Some of them have already left the day job, but they're still struggling to make ends meet. They're still struggling with mindset issues of, of actually getting paid extremely well for something that they love and they feel guilty about that. They have problems, they have they, they have issues. It's like, listen, I have a great product, people love it, I have testimonials out the wazoo, but I can't seem to force myself to actually sell it because I feel sleazy selling it. So all of those people with all of this stuff that's holding them up, I decided I wanted to create Free the Dream as an environment that is oxygen rich, where their dreams can be, this, these glowing embers of a dream can be fanned into a furnace flame that would never be quenched because in this environment of hope where all things thrive, including your dreams, you're going to be faced with a, a team of people that I've pulled together that have been the greatest resources for insights, inspiration, education, and that have radically, profoundly impacted my life. The, the speakers, including yourself, Ray, that I've brought to free the dream are going to share the greatest insights that they've shared with me that have benefited my life, that allowed me to achieve the success that I've achieved today. And then I'm going to take all the things where like, I, I haven't yet reached out to Tony and asked him if he'll come speak at my event. Maybe that's down the road. But the thing is, I'm going to take the things that I've learned from Tony and I've t- learned from other people out there that some living, some not living today that I can't, that I haven't yet invited. I'm going to take all of those things that I've learned and I'm going to repackage all of that with my own distinctions from life and my own stories. And I'm going to share in multiple different sessions my own insights based upon what I've learned. So in essence, I want to provide what has been so radical in my life. I want to, I want to make sure that that shared with anybody who has a dream that wants to get up excited every single day to live a life for which they were created. I'm going to tell you something that I have not told you up until this moment. Um, I am so excited about this environment of hope that you're creating at Free the Dream. And I, and I know I'm speaking there, but I'm more excited about attending and being in that environment because there's something that happens when you're in an immersive environment like that that does not happen when you're just listening to a program on the treadmill or on the cycle, that's all good. But when you're in an environment where you're out of your normal day-to-day routines and distractions, you're focused on making this shift and you're committed to the process and you are surrounded by people who are also committed, change happens in those rooms. And the thing I haven't told you is you knew that I had registered for a Tony Robbins event this summer and I decided to put that off until actually probably till next year. One of the key reasons was I felt like I would get, this is, this is just the flat truth. I felt like I would get more value being at your event than I would get at that Tony Robbins event this summer. Wow. I love, I love Tony. I love his work. I've still got lots to learn from him, but for me right now in this season of my life, even though I'm a speaker, I had that feeling that, well, I'm going to get more value and I want to be fully committed to being at Cliff's event from beginning to end and immersing myself in that process. I'm a lifetime learner and I encourage anybody who has a dream that has not been totally set free in your life, you need to be at this event. And I have no vested interest in asking you to do that other than I want this for you. 
Awesome. Well, Ray, thank you so much. I know that you have a hard, fast limit for your time right now because you have another commitment right at this very moment. So I'm going to thank you so much for being on the show. I just want to let people know I'm excited to attend this event as an attendee as well. I, I know I'm going to have a green room and sometimes right before my talks, I'll be in the green room for a little bit. But for a majority of this conference, I am reserving myself a table right up there with all those VIP people right up front because I'm going to be sitting there taking notes while you and all the other speakers are on the stage as well. Thank you so much, Ray, for, for doing this. Thank you for being my best friend in this world. Thank you for being my best friend in this world. Guys, I love you, brother. I love you too, man. Head over to freethedream.live. We will see you in Franklin, Tennessee, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Freethedream.live.